Welcome to Hookah Chats with Matt and Ethan, a podcast where two friends catch up and talk about whatever nerdy stuff comes to mind, usually over hookah. Enjoy. It's hurt. Okay. It's stuff from a show Beth was in or, or worked on. Let's see. Gosh. Listeners, we're here. we're here. It's live on tape. This is a live, uh, a live recording. Matt and I are. Wait a minute, aren't aren't all recordings kind of live? They're all they're all live. <laughs> they're all live. But Matt and I are in the same room this time, which is uh, uh, different. It's unique. But uh, we are here. Matt and his wife and daughter are. Uh, coming to visit us here in Charlottesville. I tell you everybody where I am because they know what school I go to. Right. And so it's really not that hard. Like, where's the University of Virginia, Google? You know? Um, but, lovely, lovely town. Lovely, lovely university. You have a lovely home. It's an honor to be here. I'm happy to have come down to yeah. visit. It's We're good to see you in guys. person. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> It's crazy. We went from seeing each other all the time, except when the Steelers lose. Yeah, I would have to. When you when you have, I'd to, have go to take and, a little time there. You but. go rethink life. Like, <laughs> what what's going wrong? Um, but uh, it has been good. I Matt and I are both exhausted. Yeah. So we'll start with that. Uh, they got in last night. We we're recording this on a Saturday. They got in last night and or last evening and. Um. We're very tired. We we were up for a long time because I made Matt play Hollow Knight. Yes. Uh, Matt, are you going to download Hollow Knight? I am going home? to download Hollow Knight. Mm-hmm. I will download it and I will play it. That way, whenever I feel the urge to throw a controller, I won't be breaking someone else's property. That, that'll be good. That'll so. be good. <laughs> but uh, we're here. We are tired, folks. Like, like that's the thing. Like... <laughs> We got a. We we've been having a good time. It's been good catching up and and smoking hookah uh, in person right. rather than with the the uh, the bubble sound effects that I put in. <laughs> but uh, we're waiting on pizza, and so this this might be a, a two parter in which we cut off to go eat, and then we'll come back. Rejuvenated, refreshed. Yeah, we're ready. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, this is this is right around the time we're recording. Right around the time, I figured we can we could start with this because we chatted about it for just a second. We started around the time uh, when uh, when the Matt Gates stuff is is continuing to unfold. Matt Gates, easily my favorite uh, fascist, seditious congressman. I don't know if anybody else has a favorite, but Matt Gates is my favorite because he he looks like a like a racist muppet. You know his head's kind of big. He, you know, his hair's huge, and he's he always kind of got gives that like strange a, kind of hair lip lisp and yeah, yeah. <laughs> he gives like he gives like the Tucker Carlson baffled expression all the time. Right. You know, and he always looks like he's smelling something foul. Like yeah. whenever he's speaking, he yeah. looks like his nose is crinkled up in a fashion like someone just farted or something. <laughs> exactly, and and you know he's maybe it's because he knows whatever's coming is out of his mouth is bullshit. Exactly, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. So he's he spends uh, his entire career, which has been pretty short so far, because yeah. I'm pretty sure he just got elected a couple of years ago. 
He spends his entire career, um, you know, sucking up to Donald Trump, being like, Papa Trump, I would also like to be a part of the New World Order. You know, right. please find a spot for me. Um, and, uh, you know, is in favor of capital rioters, thinks the election was rigged, wants to have the whole thing thrown out. Uh, and now that his uh, quite credible uh, um, child sex trafficking stuff starts up, which, by the way, where's QAnon? What's going on? Where are the QAnon people? You would think like, the QAnon people would be all over that. They're so uh, so involved in protecting the lives of young children. and You would think that uh, the QAnon folks would be on top of that. But here's what's beautifully karmic about it, right? Mm-hmm. Matt Gates and his sycophantic self um, is now realizing that he just doesn't have the ability to be as uh, 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 as Teflon as his as his wannabe boss you know right. uh, these things never these allegations never stuck with Donald Trump they were there they've been yeah. there the whole time and for some reason they never stuck and I think Matt Gates had the hubris to believe that they wouldn't stick to him either or that mm. he could get away with he could grab him by the pussy too and right. and and uh, it's it's just wonderful karma that these these chickens are coming home to roost if you ask oh, me absolutely <laughs> absolutely I think it's it's a, I think one of the reasons why they never stuck is ultimately because they're of that united front, right? Like, so Republicans, um, by and large, at least Republican politicians, all gather around Donald Trump and say, Winner, th- this is the guy, and we've got to protect him at all costs. We'll do any legal and extra legal thing to protect him at all costs. And so as, he's at, as the, the Trump you know, allegations come forward, they, they do whatever they need to do to lose them in the mail or... or <laughs> you know, never talk about it, or they do that fun trick they always did when Trump had a Twitter, which was, uh, the president just tweeted that Haiti is a shithole country, and, and that, you know, and, the, and that they're, they're, you know, and that all these horrible things, and then Mitch McConnell goes, Twitter? I've never heard of Twitter before. Like, like they do that, they do that weird trick. Well, and the, and the beauty with, with Trump was they were able to just bombard us as a civilization with with nonsense like yep. you, it it didn't stick because it did, there wasn't there wasn't enough time for anything to stick before the next crisis or the next foul up was brought to light mm-hmm. and that that was really effective for Don because they didn't really care I mean Mitch McConnell doesn't really care about Donald Trump sure you know he cares about getting the right judges in place. He mm-hmm. cared about he cared about the access to power, not the person that was actually holding the power. Right. And Donald Trump is a circus clown. Yeah. He's always been a circus clown. He's a self promoter, and all he does is is move his brand with headlines. He's a provocateur. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all he does. So it doesn't really matter if anything sticks to him or not. Yeah, it's kind of it, it's kind of irrelevant whether or not Donald Trump is seen as a good guy or a bad guy. His his position isn't based on that. His position is based on access, right? right. right. Uh, Matt Gates, on the other hand, is a guy who's seeking that sort of access, right? He's trying to gain that access, and he doesn't have to, he doesn't have the same kind of immunity to public scrutiny mm-hmm. as Donald Trump does. And but he think he thought he did. Right. <laughs> Clearly, he thought he did. Right. And I love the fact that uh, it's coming. It's coming out that he doesn't. It's it's. I mean, I don't love the fact that he was like. Yeah, that's all, of course, very bad. That he's <laughs> that he is it does do this stuff. You know, we do not want that. But 
at the same time, of course he does. Yeah, of course like, he does. Like, you know, well, 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 yes. That's what makes a QAnon thing so uh, seductive in this kind of weird, uh, this weird way, is, is the QAnon theory is, on one hand, totally outrageous, particularly when you bring in the satanic worshipping, you know, they well they drink children's blood in order to live. Listen, centuries, buddy, that's you know? just that's just added in for color. Yeah, you're flavor. right. You're you right. <laughs> but but like the ultimate the ultimate thing is there's this ring of pedophilia, you know, in the corridors of power. And what's so funny about that is, well, yes, of course. Like we know that powerful people use their power to have access to um, vulnerable people, and and access to. Uh, all of the really awful things they're into, and they can just kind of take it and do it. Right. We know that. We've always known that. And and so when it's shocking that a a guy like Matt Gates, who you know is a congressman, so he's already got power, but who was powerful before he you know he he came in, who, who was able to do it because of his money and because of his background and because of all of this. When he arrives, and it, and it, we find out that oh yeah, he's abusive and does horrible things to minors, and and is is not a good guy. Uh, on one hand, you've got QAnon apparently not caring about when a when a conservative does that, which is odd. <laughs> but but then we go well, of course that's what powerful people do. We all know that. I don't I don't understand the. Uh, I mean, none of us are really surprised. None of us are but, shocked. But I don't. But I don't really understand the. Why this is sort of like a major conspiracy, which is always funny to me because you've got the the usually, and I might be I might just be be bullshitting, but but you usually got these folks the QAnon folks also like to make arguments for like, you know there should be term limits and we shouldn't be paying our Congress people and I like although we should elect Trump for life although we should elect Trump for life. <laughs> And, and I always sit there and I always laugh at that because part of the reason behind paying congresspeople is so that anybody can be a congressperson. Right. As long as they fit, you know, the, the, the requirements, the age requirements and the citizenship requirements. That's why we pay them. It, it's, not, it's not like a, you know, well, paying them is, is ridiculous. We should, we should not pay anybody, any of these congresspeople, because that's where the corruption lies. No, guys, you've got it backwards. You've got it backwards. If you pay them out of the public purse, they're beholden to us as a people. Um, the problem is not the Congress people that are getting a paycheck. The problem is how in the world are there millionaire Congress people that are even allowed to, that, that are Congress people? Patronage, my friend. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, like Donald Trump, one of his claims to fame, one of the things that he was lauded for by the right was that he refused to take a paycheck to be the president, right? Exactly. As though he needed the whatever $160,000 a year salary that the presidency entitles. Mm -hmm. Which, if you think about it, think about all the careers out there, all the different business models, all the different private industries, where $160,000, like their CEO gets $160,000, mm. the answer to that question is zero. Mm. None of them do. They're all well above that. $160,000 is a pittance, mm. you know? But that's not really where the money comes from. Like, the Obamas made a ton of money off of books and giving speeches. Right. They were getting paid, I think I read one place that Obama made $250,000 for a speech. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So there's, there's, there's already a patronage sort of... 
uh, problem in our in our government anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, th- this is stuff that's it's been existence in existence for a millennia. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Rome brought the Roman Republic down. Mm-hmm. You know, and ultimately led to a, an empire and a fascist ruler. <laughs> you know, and and, and it was it, Donald Trump's the next Julius Caesar. He's just not as smart as Julius Caesar was. Mm-hmm. Like Julius Caesar was actually a learned, educated, yeah, that, that that's politician and a, and and a, and, and ha- had actual real life usable power and experience. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump has none of that. Right. But he wanted to be the next Julius Caesar. He wanted to be the next emperor mm-hmm. of Rome. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So. That's right. Yeah, but I don't know how we get rid of the patronage. I don't know how we get rid of it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it would it would take... I guess you could pass laws, but why would you pass laws? Why would these people pass laws? Well, they're not going to pass to laws allow, to, to yeah, allow that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I But I do get frustrated with the with the, uh, they shouldn't be taking any of our money. They should, instead, uh, only rich people should be able to be Congress people. Right. Which is, which is not what anybody ever means when they say that. You know what I mean? I think that's what's kind of odd. Well, I think that's what, I think that's what, what they're saying without knowing that they're saying it. Right. Right. Like, and, and let's not be, let's not be, uh, Ignorant to the fact that our that our system of government was never designed to be for the everyman. No. From since its inception, it was supposed to be run by elites. That's the very nature of a republic. Mm-hmm. That's the very nature of having a representative government. Right. Because you or I or any of the other normal people out there don't have time or knowledge or experience in all the different levels of what government government is. So you're supposed to have a guy mm-hmm. whose job is to understand all this stuff and make the proper decisions on your behalf. Right. We don't have that. We don't have that anymore. I mean, there, there. Can you imagine a, a figure like George Washington now, who, who, who sure. decided at the end of his second term that he was allowed to stay if he wanted to? People were asking him to stay, and said, "No, I want to go home." Yeah. Like, can you imagine that in our modern political realm? No, of course not. That this doesn't exist. You know, and guys like Matt Gates don't have any, any uh, desire to to do what's right for their people. They don't have any desire to, to, do what's good for the common. Good. They they don't have any that motivation doesn't exist. Their right. motivation is t- entirely uh, self serving. It's entirely self preservation and and advancement, and right. that's where we're at. And it happens on the left. It happens on the right. Sure. It happens across the board. But I, it's particularly amusing to me when the like the blatant hypocrisy from the right. Like you, like with the Matt Gates thing. It, I mean, it's it, you can't write it like that any better than to have like a QAnon conspiracy result in uh, you know, a, an attempt to overthrow the Capitol, and here we are three months later with one of the very people that advocated such action mm-hmm. being accused of something that QAnon should be losing their shit about, right. and they're just not. So it shows you how false and how uh, how hollow the entire thing is for anybody that's willing to look mm-hmm. you know and the problem is a lot of people aren't willing to look right right there's a you know there, there's a something in in like social sciences or, or the humanities called affect theory mm-hmm. which I know just a very little bit about I was doing a little research in it while I was thinking about dissertation stuff and I might come back to it but but essentially it's it's the theory that um, 
it's it's sort of all emotion all the way down, which I think there's some there's some teeth to that um, because it's not as though they're denying reason. It's not the the affect theorists want to muddy the the line between reason and emotion, and they want to say, of course there's reason, but reason is not a first order thing. Reason doesn't come first. What comes first is affect. What comes first is emotion, the kind of intangible feeling state of, of everything that's going on. And then reason uh, has, the, the capacity for reason has a ton of uh, um, uh, uh, ability to kind of smooth over that, work with that, remold that, whatever. But it comes after that. And, and what affect theorists are really good at kind of identifying in like politics is uh, is to remind us that most of our decisions, most of our gut level decision making, both when we vote and from the politicians, comes firstly from the affect, comes firstly from the emotion. And so, does that mean that uh, on uh, everywhere, on on any on any part of the political spectrum, mm -hmm. does that mean that that is bad? Well, I mean, it means that it's very human, and it means that um, that we need to constantly be checking ourselves. And what I think the right is sort of locked into, what, what I think the right has discovered, is, uh, and has probably discovered this for a long time, but in, in my lifetime seems to be perfecting it in this very dangerous way, is um, if they just encourage people to not examine it then it's then it all works out for them then it's fine um, don't you want to care about your children yeah okay vote for Republican because we care about kids well how don't ask the how right there is no how that's just how it is but you see know? but see the the founders of the United States were very well aware of this that's why we have a bicameral government that's mm -hmm. why we have a bicameral house and Senate you know the Senate was supposed to be the more reasoned and thoughtful body, mm -hmm. right? They, the House was supposed to be the more uh, subject to affect, right? Sure. They're the ones that were supposed to be the emotional response, and the Senate was supposed to be the, what, what was it, the term, like the, the cooling saucer, right? Sure. For, for these different things that come up, uh, the House has these intense, heated debates, then the Senate kind of wisely mulls them over mm -hmm. and, 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 this was all done in the age of enlightenment, so enlightenment was a very popular ideal at the time. So, like, it very much falls in line with what the the founding fathers had in mind at the time. Um, the problem is now, instead of the Senate being that saucer for cooling, mm -hmm. it's it's part of the thing that's influencing the affect that you were talking about, right? right? We've we've allowed it to become um, an emotional response. In a, in a system that was never designed to have emotion as part of it. That's not to totally negate uh, the influence of emotion, but you were supposed to not function first off emotion, you were supposed to first function off of reason. Sure. And now we function almost exclusively off emotion because that is how a minority of the country is able to maintain political power. Right. right? Um, in Pennsylvania, where I'm from, I think 34% of the people in Pennsylvania, the registered voters in Pennsylvania are Demo or Republicans, I'm sorry. Something like 46% are Democrats, and the rest are a mixed bag of independents and third-party candidates. And mm -hmm. 
How can 34% that are Republicans control the entire legislature, the entire uh, right. judge, uh, the judicial branch, and everything? The only thing that the Democrats have control of is the governor's chair. The reason they have control of the governor's chair is because that's a statewide election. Right. Right? Um, but everything else at the state level is Republican. Mm-hmm. A minority party in charge. Right. Right? Claiming that they are somehow being being attacked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, there's just not as many of you. <laughs> right? Sure. You yeah, know, it's, it's really you, not you that simple. Jeremiah, it's really not gerrymandered the shit out of the state so that you can maintain power and control over the rest of us who want different things. Right. Right? The only way that they can maintain that power is through affect. The mm-hmm. only way that they can maintain that, maintain that power and get those votes from those people that they are hurting with their policies... There are people in my county, which is in central Pennsylvania, is very rural and not very uh, affluent, mm-hmm. right? And there are people that are die-hard Republicans. They still have their Trump flags up. Mm-hmm. They still have their Make America Great Again flags up. And it's April 2021. You right. know, that dog's been, that dog's hunted. Yep. It's over. It's done. But those people are still emotionally charged. Mm-hmm. And... Like hate everything that that our governor Wolf does because not because of any of the things that he's done, uh, in terms of uh, you know uh, hurting them, but because he's got a D next to his name. Right. You know they they they're so they're so closed off and closed minded to the things that affect them personally. Mm-hmm. They only go on emotion. They only go on a QAnon conspiracy. They only they only feel. They don't they don't think mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And. Um, that's exactly how the Republican Party wants it. That's how you get Matt Gates. That's how you get Donald Trump. Sure. That's what they want. Because you wind up with a Supreme Court that's like, you know, six to three in favor of Republican policies. Mm-hmm. A minority controlling the majority. Right. right. Right? An oligarchy, if you will. It, it, yeah. That's exactly. what they want. That's exactly. what they want. That's why they don't want people to vote. That's why they're having all these problems down in Georgia with their um, Major League Baseball moved the uh, All-Star mm-hmm. game out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. and It's unfortunate that private companies and private industry has to regulate it has to our, our government from doing what it's supposed to, to, to keep it from doing what it's not supposed to do. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, like, if we're in that position where we're relying on private industry and private business mm-hmm. to take care of us, we're fucked. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're exactly right. I, I think that is exactly correct. That's what that's what we in the business call neoliberal. Yeah. Uh, the neoliberal mentality uh, has has a lot to do with um, the privatization of um, services. So, like one really good example of it when COVID during for COVID time is the amount of people who are going to be getting vaccines from. CVS. I'm not saying it's bad that CVS has a pharmacy and can give vaccines. The, the, the neoliberal mentality is why have the government run that service when the government can just ask CVS to run the service? Right. And like, I think for a lot of us, maybe I'll just speak for millennials, I think for many 
people in my generation, that has been the norm. That's sort of how it is. And, and so when we are confronted, like when I'm confronted in my political theology class with, with the notion that, believe it or not, in other countries, CVS isn't the primary distributor of COVID vaccine. Like, like what? You know, the, the idea that, well, maybe this is part of the problem. Part of the problem is, you know, this sort of vicious cycle of, well, governments are inefficient, which is why we should uh, your tax we should have less tax money going into government and government should be hiring private business well if there's less money and resources and less good people working in government and they're all going to the private sector then the government becomes more inefficient and then everybody will be like see the government is inefficient and then and it just kind of goes and goes and goes and and this is a problem because these are services that that are born out of the public purse for the public good We gotta take a pause to eat pizza. That's that wasn't a pizza. D- describe that pizza before we go forward on our topic. Um, <clears throat> if Godzilla had a pizzeria, <laughs> <laughs> that would be probably a, a, an extra large pizza for Godzilla. The pizza, folks, was I. I when when Ethan was ordering it, we had our two daughters that don't like pepperoni. And uh, I, I said to Ethan, just order a large pepperoni and a, and a small cheese pizza. And he went, I'll get half pepperoni and half cheese. Being a guest, I was like, okay, well, I'm a pretty fat guy, but all right. I guess, <laughs> guess we just won't eat that much. Um, so he orders it, and whenever it arrives, it's literally like three feet across. Yeah, it's big. <laughs> I've never seen a pizza that big. Like a non-gimmick pizza that right, big. Right. Like I've never seen a, a production model pizza yeah. <laughs> of that size. And it was really good. Uh, so shout out to... Benny DeLucas. Benny DeLucas. Charlottesville, Virginia. Check it out. It's, it just, you know, make sure you don't order one for yourself. You're going to need help. Right. You can get it by the slice. That might actually be fine. If you're looking for... If you're moderately hungry... And you could use some pizza. A slice will do you. A slice will do you. <laughs> a pizza will feed you for a week. Yes. That yes. was huge. And it was good. So thank you for the pizza. Hey, man, of course. I was excited to have a chance for you to, to, to be surprised by Benny DeLucas. So, that's I cool. wondered why you had that grin on your face. When I was I, excited. When I, was like, like, I was like, just order small and a large. And you were like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. And then you just ignored me. And then you yeah, like, do whatever I want. No. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sure. We'll, we'll do that. Um, oh my! So, so friends, where the hell were we? Well, we I think we had pretty much wrapped up, unless you wanted to bash Matt Gates and conservatives <laughs> more. Um, oh, I think that I think that there's going to be plenty of people doing that in the next couple of weeks. I don't think they're going to need yeah. our, us to pile on. Yeah, the uh, the official. Uh, you, we're getting all this different evidence coming out like now, and the the. The House Ethics Committee is launching their inf- official investigation. Matt Gates is like, I am, of course, innocent. This is all a hit, a political hit by right. my rivals. And uh, Even though Venmo receipts don't lie. Yeah, Venmo, which is also, <laughs> as we know, a communist leftist right, organization. You know, it's not real. 
know. Just like Major League Baseball, apparently. Right. Which is, you can't get more American than boycotting baseball. They actually equate that with, you know, baseball and apple pie is synonymous with American. Yeah. <laughs> Boycott it. <laughs> if, uh, if an apple pie company starts to be like, hey... You guys probably shouldn't try to keep black people from voting in Georgia. <laughs> then suddenly it'll be like, apple pie is communist now, you know? And it's just it's just how it is. I do like that, you know, shout out to my buddy Herm, who's a communist in, in Germany. He'll never listen to this. Socialist. Socialist. Well, right. yeah. <laughs> They're not quite the same. They're not quite as the same. Herm. They're not. As Herm, yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, uh, what I really like is... And then we'll get off this to talk about movies and why they suck. That'll be the main topic today, guys. <laughs> um, what I really like is the there's this Twitter uh, uh, feed, a Twitter account that I like to follow called uh, Accidental Left Wing Memes, and it's pretty funny because it's just it's just like right wingers who who are either making memes or like posting on Twitter or other. Sometimes they do. They they screenshot parlor or whatever. Well, they say something that they think is really profound. Right? Yeah, they think yeah. They, they, they're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna really zing them with this, mm -hmm. and it turns out being exactly what a left per wing person would say. <laughs> exactly, like like something not that far fetched. Like uh, like there was what was it? The one a, a good classic one is oh so we're just gonna you know we want socialized medicine now. What's next? Food as a human right? And I'm like, yeah! Yeah, yeah. see, he gets it. Right. What's the matter with you? <laughs> or uh, or uh, why do we need vaccines? I say we take, a, we take a weakened version of the virus and inject it into other people and then allow them to build up immunity that way. And I'm like, yeah. Like... <laughs> Okay, let's do that. Yeah, let's do that, brother. Why like, do we need Obamacare? We have the Affordable Care Act. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> man. But I, but I love that kind of stuff because it's it, it really exposes uh, quite quite a number of, of things where, where not only is this sort of, they're communist, they're socialist, they're left-wing, th those are sort of meaningless phrases that, don't, that, that just become, this is bad, don't think about it too hard. This is the bad stuff and you don't want it. Um... And at the same time, you have people naming right-wing capitalist things uh, uh, communist stuff because they have been trained to think it's bad, right? So, like, like the boycotts. I love this stuff. Like, Kevin Sorbo, one of my favorite actors, who's not really one of my favorite actors, but, but Kevin Sorbo, famous uh, for his role as Hercules in the 1990 uh, live-action Hercules television series. Yeah. Um, and also famous uh, fundamentalist evangelical born-again Christian guy, um, decried the boycotting of, like, le like was like, what did he say? He was like, I don't understand why leftists are so upset with us boycotting the Major League Baseball. Nobody got, you know, we, we when they boycotted, when, when they tried to get everybody to boycott Chick-fil-A, Nobody said anything. We just told them, if you don't like Chick-fil-A, don't eat there. And somebody's like, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> that is what a boycott is. <laughs> like, 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 that's, that's, uh, that's about the only thing you can do in a, in a non-socialist capitalist world is private citizens and private companies, you know, 
choosing what they want to do with themselves. Like, but how do they? How do they not recognize that as cancel culture? Man, I don't know. Like, that's like that's like the biggest like cognitive dissonance. I'll never understand. <laughs> I'll never understand. There ain't there ain't anything more. Um, I'm gonna put it this way: there ain't anything more capitalist free market than cancel culture. Right. You know, like like I get it. Like so, every time I don't have a ton of conversations like this with with like in person because I don't like to have these conversations. Like on Facebook, but so but the rare times that I get to have these conversations with more right leaning people in person, um, uh, it, it's always really interesting because we end up talking about sort of this, and we end up saying, you know, they end up they end up making a statement like 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 when Donald Trump got kicked out of Twitter. How is that not the silencing of free speech? You know, and I say okay. If you want to have a nuanced conversation about the way in which social media platforms have come to be synonymous with the public square, we should have that conversation. Because I'm, I think that's a problem too. Because that's that's part of that neoliberal issue, right? Like if CV, if a private company like CVS is who the government contracts out to give us life-saving vaccines and the public square takes place in a private company like Facebook and Twitter that that might be a problem then we have an issue then it's like okay well if the public square is become synonymous with these private companies then that's an issue I'm willing to have that conversation but that's not ever what they want to talk about what they want to say is this private company should be regulated by the government <laughs> No, and I'm like, well, yeah, it is. That that's what you're if saying. You're telling like, them what to do with their own private company. Right. But that's exactly what you're doing. Right. You know, and I'm not, I'm not, uh, not in favor of regulating companies. I'm in favor of regulation. I think that's the government's responsibility, sure. is to regulate things to even the playing field for everyone. Mm -hmm. The problem is, like, with with your example with CVS, mm -hmm. right? The government, the 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 United States government is not permitted to like own property, right? Right. It's a it's a non profit. It's it's much different than like say the monarchy in England mm. or the proletariat in Germany mm. or the or or any Middle Eastern com, uh, country that that can nationalize their oil reserves or things like sure. that. The United States can't do that, right? Mm -hmm. So they don't have a mechanism to to uh, distribute the vaccine unless you use the military. Sure. Right, the military is the only thing that's sort of the government's purview. Mm -hmm. um, everything else is, is supposed to be separate from the government. The government's supposed to contract those things out. Sure. Like that's what that's what it's supposed to do. So I don't have as much an issue with that. But um, for people to claim a, a company like Twitter is silencing Donald Trump, is they're fundamentally misunderstanding what the First Amendment is. Mm. The, f the First Amendment is saying that the government can't regulate your speech. Sure. That's not the government. Twitter is not the government. And if we get into a situation where Twitter is the government, mm -hmm. where you're talking about, okay, Twitter is the public square, we have a problem. Right. We have a problem because right. now, we are, now we are going away from a representative democracy and into an oligarchy because mm -hmm. we are taking a private entity and giving it that power, that 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 space, that authority. Right. And that 
is something we should absolutely not do. I um, agree. Or, or you can kiss America goodbye. The experiment's over. Mm. You know, mm. Mm. that's it. And and I think that I I would welcome a conversation with with anybody, but but certainly with more conservative folks about the sort of practical realities of of say like the Trump presidency. So so much of the way in which the president of the United States interacted with the American people and like declared things were happening by fiat happens, you know, on Twitter. And um, and I think it leads folks to believe, certainly led Donald Trump to believe this, but it led folks to believe that, that this is sort of, this is this is the public square. To silence Donald Trump would be a violation of free speech. When we, when we know that's silly. Like, we know that, no, he could just kind of walk out on his podium. Well, the thing is, most anything. people don't know that's silly. Most right. people don't understand that, that that's silly. Right. But, yeah, continue. But, but my, all I'm saying is, I think there's a nuanced conversation that can be had about, okay, if social media... Um, is not only being treated as the public square by elected officials all across the board. I mean, AOC, who I, who I like fine, has a major social media presence. She's not doing legislation on social media, right. but she's got a major social media presence. She's able to talk to communicate with people on social media. Um, obviously, Trump, increasingly, um, more and more conservative folks are doing that. Like, like if this is, if, if, practically the public square is happening on the internet in these mediums then a nuanced conversation should be had about well what then does that mean for uh, public discourse going forward in this country because th does that mean I'm not saying the government should figure out how to create a a public social media option that's not what I'm saying but a conversation should be had otherwise Yes, you're right. Like the moment Twitter becomes, you know, the 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 uh, the the, the, the primary thing, free the, ar speech. the arbiters of free speech, we have a problem. That's true. But if practically that has already happened, even if it's not happened in laws, I'm not saying it has. But if practically it becomes that way, then we still have a problem. And and nobody wants to have that nuanced conversation. Like nobody wants to be like, because it's so black and white. Like. And we did this the same thing. When Donald Trump was, was banned from Twitter, we know why he was banned from Twitter. It's really clear. He was banned from Twitter because he fucking violated Twitter's terms of service and right. agreement. You know, why, why, why did Parler get in trouble? Because you can't plot to overthrow the United States government yeah. publicly. You can't plot to overthrow the United States government privately. Like, if you were found out, you were in trouble and that's you will be thrown that's off. That's called sedition. That is sedition. <laughs> and that's why. That's not a violation of anyone's free speech. That's just a... That's a violation of a codified law. Yeah, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> um, and so, I, yeah, I, I think that nobody wants to have that conversation because everything is sort of presented in these very confused and very black and white terms. I'm a conservative. The government uh, should should not be involved in private industry, except when Donald Trump is in charge, and then the government should be all-powerful and own the libs and control all things uh, because it's not really about um, 
you know, these, these kind of principles, it's really just about winning and losing or, or the affect. You know what, I, I, think it's, I think it's really about um, laziness. Could be. And, and, and lack of education about mm -hmm. things. I mean, I, I was talking to you earlier about, you know, the United States being the new Rome, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you can draw the parallels directly. Um, the way that Romans gave up their representative democracy and, you know, basically elected Julius Caesar, their dictator for life, you know, it, it, it wasn't because, it was because they weren't, they couldn't be bothered right. with the, with all the issues that were going on. They didn't want to be bothered with it. They were, they were more interested in their own lives and their own mm. freedom. And it was much easier. It's always easier for an individual to control everything. And I think that, uh, a lot of the conservatives out there want to find a guy that, that aligns with their beliefs like, well, I don't want brown people living next to me, mm -hmm. and I want to make sure that my taxes are low, and I want to make sure that, you know, this, that, the other thing, that nobody can have an abortion without me saying that they're okay, or they can't, you know, hire a prostitute unless they use PayPal. Right, um, but, right. unless it's my favorite right, prostitute. Right, <laughs> So, like, they're, they're okay with giving up their power, giving up their freedom for this false sense of stability and this false sense of security. Um, I think that's what was attempting to be done with with Trump, and it it worked before. It worked with Caesar, and then the the Republic murdered Caesar, and then there was a civil war, and then there was emperors. Right, <laughs> right? right. like that's what happened. I can see the same sort of thing happening mm -hmm. with our current democracy in the, in the mindset of some people. You know, mm -hmm. where we're talking about civil war. The right. rhetoric's out there. Mm -hmm. um, what happens after that? You know, somebody, some strong man's going to take charge, and then we're all going to be subject to that. Right. So, right. It's kind of scary. <laughs> it is kind of scary. I uh, we should put a pin in this, or we'll spiral. But uh, I've said this in in different places, like. My the class I took political theology last semester has really instilled in me a different uh, sense of appreciation for, um, I mean, democ democracy. But really, what I mean is the whole the whole system of democracy, the project of democracy, and 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 liberalism. You know, in, in, with a lowercase l, like the right. the, the liberal demo democratic project that is pretty much any democratic state in one form or another. And um, one of the things that I'm really drawn to is to remind myself that, you know, democracy is a practice. It's not, mm -hmm. it's, it's not really set in stone in any, in any natural law or, or, or any guiding cosmic principle. It's a practice. Democracy exists as long as people practice democracy. And um, this is sort of what makes a situation like Trump in the Capitol riots kind of scary because we see, oh, well, if people are just not that interested in practicing democracy, you know, if, if folks would just rather there be less democracy, then uh, they have the power to do that. You know, like, like that can happen. If enough people decide not to practice democracy, you know, then, then it just sort of doesn't happen. Like I think about uh, 
all of the um, the 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 postal service defunding and the postal right. service fucking up and stuff. All it really would take would be somebody to would be enough people to be like, no, we're not going to do that. Right. Like we're gonna we're gonna continue to do this correctly. We're gonna practice it. It's gonna be great. But that's just not what happened. But that, there's a responsibility mm-hmm. in, involved in that. There's a responsibility for every citizen to, to participate in that. It's not unlike Christianity. You're right. You know, the more you, you, you understand about Christianity, the more you realize it's not a free ride. No. Like, it, it, you have to work at it. And it, mm-hmm. it takes, it's, it's challenging and it's complex and it's difficult. And when you want to simplify it, you get evangelism and, like, yeah. evangelicalism. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and, like, when it gets too simplified, it becomes a, a force of, of, of wickedness. <laughs> You're right. You're you know? right. And the same can be said with democracy. When you don't, when you don't have a population that's, that's willing to engage in it and do the work, mm-hmm. and and, be responsible with it, it can be it can be wielded in a deadly fashion. Right. So it's not just democracy. It's not just Christianity. It's it's the lack of. Of people taking responsibility for things. Mm-hmm. I think right. you're right. 